1: Last night, we saw the Joker absolutely dismantle and handle the Demon. Mm. Uh, A very good matchup of nicknames. Not a good matchup in terms of the quality of the game because Novak Djokovic absolutely thumped Alex Dimonor. And uh, it was a bit unfortunate because we settled in to watch a a good game of tennis and we didn't necessarily get one, particularly from an Australian perspective. And our man, uh, Adam Peacock, who dodged us yesterday... Come up with a poor excuse of a third set that he had to commentate (laughs) for the world Uh, feed. Was he he even commentating? Oh, who knows, seriously. Uh, But he's joined us today. He's fit and firing on this Tuesday afternoon, and we uh, welcome him and thank him for joining us on the run home. Adam Peacock, hopefully you can hear us over this thunderstorm.
2: Yeah, it's um, hosing down outside, isn't it? Uh, But not over Melbourne Park at the moment, but the rest of uh, Victoria. And I I just don't do Monday's, guys, so yeah, I wasn't calling (laughs) or anything. I just couldn't be bothered. Sorry,
0: nothing, <laughs> nothing good out of a Monday. Uh, Adiba. How, uh, how did you finish up in that third set with the Aussie boys?
2: Yeah, they got home actually, which was awesome. Um, they were no hope. It was Jason Kubler and uh, Rinky Hijikata, and they were they got beaten 6-1 in the first set. They were miles off the pace, and they ended up finding a way in the second set to win it. And then they were too good in the uh, the third set, so it was awesome. So hopefully the schedule is. I haven't seen the schedule for tomorrow, but hopefully they put them out on Kia Arena, and we get a little. Circus happening like we had last year with uh, the Kokonakis Kyrgios show. Um, but tomorrow, uh, yeah, the, the singles will take Rod Laver Arena, but we'll wait and see what happens on the outside courts. Uh,
1: what, do we, uh, what do we make of last night, of course? Disappointing for, for the Australian fans and disappointing for Alex Dimonor. Just uh, pretty simply outclassed by a, a world class and one of the best to ever do it.
2: Yeah, one of the best ever playing at his top and on his favourite court, at an event, he's won nine times and he's got more motivation than ever to win a tenth. Wasn't a great combo for Alex. And unfortunately, his, his, his game style on that court at night where the, the ball kind of... yeah, it, it, There's there's not a lot of love you're getting off the court in terms of uh, variable bounce or, you know, a little bit of pop off the court. And Novak was just all over it and he was moving so well. Um, the, the hammy, yeah, I, I think we've settled on the fact that there is a minor issue there. I'd call it a niggle. It's not an injury. And, yeah, it's not like there's nothing there, but it's not enough to, to be considered an injury, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, he's, he's moving so well, Novak, and poor old Alex just walked into... Uh, well, as was described just then by someone else here, he, he basically took a, a, a bayonet to an uh, AK-47 convention. Unfortunately, it was... Um, yeah, he was no hope in terms of firepower to, to withstand what Novak had.
0: Yeah, it was a slaughtering, but not... Too many players would have been able to keep up with Novak when he's in that mood. So, we have we have settled on the fact that it is some sort of injury, which was uh, borderline major uh, three or four days ago. And the more tennis mm. that he's playing, uh, the better the hamstring is looking, which defies um, reality, really, doesn't
2: it? Yeah, I reckon it's a tendon. I don't think it's a muscle. So, a tendon. It couldn't be a muscle, but yeah. Yeah, he, he admitted he's taking anti-inflammatories and Novak doesn't like taking anti-inflammatories but <laughs> oddly enough he needs to block the neural pathway to the pain that's going towards, I would say, uh, an inflamed tendon but it's obviously only a minor thing. He's, he's apparently living um, in one of that, not living, but spending a lot of time in one of those big ice, you know, the stand-up things, is it cryotherapy? Uh, the cryo or something? Cryo chamber, like? yep. Cryo chamber, he's, he's hanging out in those so um, good time had by all on for Novak on his days off.
1: In there with Dr Evil. He is. Uh, yeah. And a couple of a couple of uh, big men's singles quarterfinals tonight. Uh, Sitsipas, who's barely put a foot wrong. A lot of the top seeds on both sides of the draw have had troubles and a lot have stumbled and fallen. But Sitsipas is one who, who has looked pretty comfortable throughout. Do you expect him uh, to get the job done again tonight in, in, a, in a comfortable manner?
2: Yeah, he takes on Yuri Lehechka, who... Young player, um, kind of new on the scene. He's he's seriously talented. Like he's he's 21, but he's he's got the body composition of like a late 20s, early 30s veteran. He he is so fit, this Czech guy. So yeah, Sitsbas is going to need to be on his game. Um, he's the undoubted favourite, and look, it does look like that it's going to be a Sitsbas Djokovic. Final. I'd put Djokovic through. Tommy Paul on the other side. He plays Ben Shelton, the young American tomorrow. I favour Tommy Paul in that one. Djokovic against Rublev, so that's maybe the semi-final on that side. We've got Hutchinoff and Quarter on court right now, and and Sitsapass Lahetch just Sitsapass. I think he's got a bit too much, and uh, yeah, um, I think the Greek gets through and, and pleases a lot of people in Melbourne.
0: Absolutely. Over to the women's side, uh, the number three seed, Jessica Pagula. A lot being made by us, really, about her wealth, pretty much every time we mention her name, which is unfair Mm. because she's playing an unbelievable brand of tennis and where she gets the motivation, I don't know. But uh, she's up against the 24th seed uh, tonight at Rod Laver, 7 o'clock, Victoria Azarenka.
2: Yeah, uh, I would favour Pagula in that one, but you can't discount Azarenka, who is... The veteran, she's I think the lone champion left in the draw, um, but Pagula has been steadily improving over the last two years. And yeah, you're right. Like her, her headline kind of is always centred around the, the fact that she's from the family that owns the, the Buffalo Bills. So it's not been a great week for the Pagula clan, um, but no. they'll be okay. I'm, I'm sure they'll they'll get through. They'll but sold uh, yeah, they'll soldier on. Um, but Jessica is a seriously talented player, so I actually favour her in that one. What
1: what is Tell, I asked this question of Mark McGowan, the uh, journo from the Age yesterday. Why, why does Jess Pagula, uh play doubles and mixed doubles on occasion? Why does she do? Surely that has to inhibit or, or limit what she can uh, produce from a physical point of view in her singles matches. Surely playing the extra tennis is is harmful uh, rather than helpful to her chances of winning the singles title.
2: Well, it depends what she, her preparation is. So so a lot of these players, um, on their day off, they come out and hit for an hour, hour and a half anyway. So if she figures that the part of my game that I really need to work on is hitting my spots with my serve and a bit of net play, well, doubles is perfect for that. So you may as well do it and earn a bit of coin and have a bit of fun. I think it's a more a maybe a stress relief kind of thing rather than going to the court and having your team around and everything's done for you and you're on the singles court, you're practising, you don't get, you know like match play conditions, if you want that on your day off and then she's, you know, having fun with someone else and taking your mind off totally off um, off the singles, it, it can free a player up. So maybe that's the, the thinking with Jessica. A lot of these players, like Stefano Sitsipas was playing doubles as well with his brother. Um, maybe just to give his brother a bit of a leg up and they got a wild card into the doubles draw. But, yeah, that they... Varying reasons to have a bit of fun But when it gets a bit serious towards the back end of the tournament It does kind of crowd up the schedule a bit And you Mm. wouldn't want to be out there playing a a 3-hour match in doubles The day before your singles match
0: A question you may not know the answer to Is the prize money in the doubles to be shared between the two players? So if they get 150, is that 75 each? Do you know that?
2: That's a bloody good question actually I've never looked Thanks for that
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, so the uh, other two quarterfinals that, are, that will be played tomorrow on the women's side. Uh, Let's start yeah. with uh, Pliskova versus uh, Linette.
2: What are your thoughts? Pliskova uh, on that one. It, like, what's left in the draw is a lot of hard, flat hitters. Look, there's not a lot of variation between the, the styles that we're seeing: Pagula Azarenka, hard, flat hitting from the back of the court and same with that one but um, Pliskova yeah she's she's dropped a bit she played that Wimbledon final against Barty but now she's just snuck inside the seedings but um, obviously something has clicked in that I haven't seen her play live or seen Lynette play she's been impressive to get through to this stage but I think Pliskova in that one. Uh,
1: In your opinion has has, has the I guess the upheaval or the unpredictability of these top seeds getting knocked out do you think it's been Good for the tournament, or is it? Is, is it a tournament where you know, particularly the casual tennis fans, they come to see the superstars and the you know the best in the world. They want to see those players with the one, two, three, or four next to their name. Where do you sit on that?
2: Yeah, the the women's is no surprise, um, and I don't think you could say that it's a bad thing, good thing, whatever. It's just what it is at the moment in women's tennis. You've got so much variation um in terms of i think there's been since 2015 there's been something like 17 first time grand slam winners mm-hmm. in the women's draw 15 or 17. it's a ridiculous amount um for the number of grants Sl- out of 27 yeah it's 15 out of the last 27 grand slams have been first time winners there's no consistency at all ash barty was going to have consistency mm-hmm. she retired she was going to win 10 12 i think she ended up winning three pretty good career still and now she's off living her life um as for the men's different scenario uh, of the last 75 Grand Slams, 62 of them have been won by three blokes. So there's not a lot of sharing around, there's not a lot of scraps left for the rest of the family there on the tennis tour for the men. But now, Federer gone, Nadal going, Djokovic still there, but I mean, he can't defy Father Time either, I've never Father Time's undefeated as we all know. So I think now this opens up the next five years as a, as a period of uncertainty. But it's opportunity, and I'm actually looking forward to it because there's some players like Seb Corder on court right now. I think there's not too many people on tour that don't think he can't win it, doesn't think he will eventually win a Grand Slam in the next couple of years. So that's um, that's the exciting part, and it's back to, say, the early 2000s, just before the Federer era, when Agassi had gone, uh, Sampras had gone, and there was these couple of years, it was like, oh, okay, well, who's next? They actually called it Generation Next, the ATP Tour, and then eventually the three greatest players of all time arguably came along. So I'm I'm not sure that's going to happen again, but there will be a a group of players um, who are yet to announce themselves who will be coming back, as you say, as one, two, three and four with the big stardom behind them in the next few years.
0: You you mentioned those players and also the world number one at the moment who's unfortunately not in the Australian Open in Alcaraz. Alcaraz. if, If Novak plays to the level he did last night, how long do these guys have to wait? And how long can Novak keep playing like that, for do you think before the next generation starts to steamrolling? Because I mean, that's it's almost perfection. Uh, last night, the way
2: he's hitting yeah, hard to hard to say. Like Federer, I remember Federer. The first time retirement talk came up with him, it was like, oh, will he make the London Olympics after? Oh, was it the 2011 Wimbledon? He got beaten by Thomas Berdich in a semi-final. His back was no good, and it was like, oh, Fed's on the way out. Well, it took another 10 years for Fed to actually go out, and he was winning Grand Slams all the way through there. Uh, Nadal, the same. It was like five, six years ago. um, Oh, how's he going to keep going? Because he he puts his body through so much. Still going. Won an Australian Open, won a French Open last year. Novak, it's impossible to say, but you're guessing two, three years, maybe. Maybe. It could be five. The guy prepares like you wouldn't believe every every tiny scrap of food a bit like you Koons, in retirement every tiny scrap of food he measures he, <laughs> yeah, he looks at exactly he's, right. <laughs> he's he's um he's across he, he he's, i've mentioned before about the cryotherapy that's devouring. just one example his he, mind he's doing things with psychologists and mental coaches and he, he's every single little thing that he's doing to prepare he's doing it so that probably prolongs his career
1: Tell you what, uh, Mr. Peacock. If uh, tennis commentary doesn't work for you, then stand-up comedy <laughs> certainly could. Thank you. Uh, with that last comment, uh, what, <laughs> you've been inside the four walls of Melbourne Park more than you've been in your hotel room, probably. What mm. has there been any? Is there much chatter about Novak in terms? of... We know what happened last year, and we know the drama. Is 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 he just another player, albeit you know the best player? Is he just another one of the guys uh, involved in the tournament, or is there is there angst? Is there anything around him? You know, this year nah. versus what we saw last year?
2: Nah, tennis is weird like that. Everyone just gets on with it and says hello to each other and keeps walking down the hallway maybe have a quick conversation and, and get on with it. They're like, There's no angst on the flip side. They're not all in the locker room flicking wet towels on each other trying to play practical jokes and things like that. It's <laughs> They're just, you know, they're just uh, they're all individuals and yeah. looking after themselves. They've got their little team around them and they all kind of go as a bunch and There's no, there's, there's nothing. There's no like, oh, this bloke's this, this bloke's that. There's just absolutely none of that. And as much as we'd like to believe that there's, you know, push and shove after matches in locker rooms or, you know, there's probably people who don't want to talk to each other or have a big conversation with each other. But everyone's pleasant. It's fine. Everyone is here for the same reason. They just get on with it.
0: You're a Sydney-sider. You've been here for a couple of weeks now. You've been very busy calling a tennis, we understand that, and uh, pushing for the late-night kebab when those matches do Mm. run over 2 and 3 a.m. But have you been able to have a look around the Central Business District or hit up any little night spots anywhere here and there? Have you had some fun away from Melbourne Park?
2: No. I haven't. Um, uh, loser. <laughs> correct. <laughs> Absolute loser. Uh, like, sometimes you get in home at 2 a.m. What what do you want to do there? Go to sleep, exactly. Go to Revolver for a couple of hours? <laughs> Tonight, uh, this morning, I actually had the morning off. So I finally got out and got down to Richmond to one of those, you know, those funky cafes that you have down here in Melbourne, Um, and I actually had, can I give a a mob, um, a coffee shop, a bit of a wrap in the CBD, Black Velvet Coffee uh, was outstanding around lunchtime, I've been told about it, I put it out on Twitter to say, hey, I'm a bit of a coffee snob, Exhibition Street, Black Velvet Coffee, uh, some of the best stuff I've been involved with, it was uh, a little piccolo and it was smooth as, so I'll give them a wrap, but that's... That's about the excitement uh, levels that I'm reaching, guys. I'm getting excited about uh, coffee. There you go. Uh,
1: any Tucker involved? Yeah, you would add a little snack to a little bite to eat.
2: Elite athlete? Uh, no, I um yet refused to. Uh, no, I had the eggs and bacon down at that cafe in Melbourne, <laughs> uh, down in Richmond this morning. That was good. That was good. What was the name of that joint? Um, yep, cafe uh, H- 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 cafe H- hopping, H- haven't you? You're cheeky one plunge enough,
1: mate. One yeah, plunge enough. The one oh, place. he's found another one. Oh
2: cheeky monkey, there Free you go. coffee
1: at Black Velvet and uh, bacon. Yeah. next tomorrow for free. Plug to at, two, at, uh, cafes without the uh, permission of uh, C. Hutchison. You'll be in for a phone call. Uh, Adam Peacock, <laughs> we appreciate your time. Uh, good luck uh, for the rest of uh, today slash this evening and moving forward. And uh, we'll to probably lean on you again at some point.
2: Good luck to you, gentlemen. Thank you.
1: There's Adam Peacock, our man on the ground at Melbourne Park. And, of course, uh, a big slate of games later on this evening when it comes to the Australian Open. We are getting down to the business and time to get to a break. This is a tradies out for Ace Guard as Australian made. Built to last. Plenty more to come on the other side.